Students at Florida College start their morning with chapel every weekday. Join us now for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Good morning again. So good to sing with you. And it's always a pleasure to be up here and hear you sing. It's, uh, it's an experience that anybody that's ever sat up here just carries with them. So I appreciate you singing this morning. Uh, we looked in the Gospel of Luke yesterday at one example of faith and not giving up on asking God just exactly what we need in this life. 
I want to look further in the Gospel of Luke this morning in chapter 18 and go down to verse 9. And Jesus is continuing his teaching about faith and trust in the Lord. And he also told them, we're told in verse 9, and he also told this parable to them, to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. And Jesus told this parable. Two men, two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all I get. But in verse 13, Jesus tells us the tax collector, standing a distance away, was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. And Jesus concluded, I tell you, I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And we conveniently, when we study this passage, usually stop there. I encourage you to think on. Jesus concludes that parable, and then immediately we're told that they're bringing even their babies to him so that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they began rebuking them. But Jesus called them and said, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. There's no qualification there. Will not enter it at all. And so the question comes to us today, who do we trust in? Who do we have faith in? And are we willing, are we willing to truly live, lead a humble life of faith so we can boldly enter the kingdom or the consequences not at all? You know, the parable has been told many times, taught many times about how there are some that he's speaking to who have confidence in themselves. They trust in themselves. They're righteous unto themselves, and they viewed others with contempt. And Jesus has no part with that. His gospel is a gospel of humility. And so the comparison is very clear. Uh, the man who knows what he is says, I thank you. I, 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 uh, I'm not even worthy to stand before you, God. I'm a sinner. And yet the person standing off to the other side says, I thank you, I'm not like that man. I'm, I'm grateful I'm not like other people. The father doesn't suffer arrogance. The father doesn't suffer contempt of others at all. Contempt and arrogance are the same side of a terrible coin. And that's this, contempt and arrogance are a single-engine plane. The single-engine plane is failing. Contempt and arrogance will take you right to the scene of the crash. And the crash could be a failed relationship, the crash could be a, a lost job, the crash could be your lost chance at heaven, but the crash will come. Contempt and arrogance are that single-engine plane that's failing. It'll take you right to that scene. And so where's our faith? Is our faith in our own actions? You think about that man who said, I'm glad I'm not like that other person, this tax collector. He takes the attitude that we can very easily take, we, we can very quickly take out the index finger and say, I, I would never do that. I would just never be like that. You know, I would just never have that type of attitude. But aren't we tempted many times to say, well, if I do this, then God will take care of me. 
But my actions, my choices are what's necessary here. And I'll grant you this. Your, your actions and your choices define you. The other person sitting to your other side this morning doesn't define you. You know, what goes on in this world doesn't have to define you. Your actions, your choices have consequences. You figured that out. You're smart people. But your actions and your choices have consequences. They define you. People want to know what you're about. They'll watch what you do. They'll hear what you say, but they'll watch what you do. They define you. They put parameters around you. You do that. You do that. And so this man who thinks he's righteous by his own actions figures, if I do this then, God will take care of me. But our actions and our choices should be an outgrowth of what we truly are. And what God calls us to be are people who love him and love others and have a knowledge of his will. We shouldn't take comfort, shouldn't take security in our actions alone, but rather our faith in him. We should have uh, the attitude of that tax collector. We're simply sinners, and we rely on the grace of God. We rely on the grace of God. And therefore, worship isn't enough, is it? Because if we're not careful, we can take out that index finger and say, I would never do that. Yet how often can we say, look, I go to worship several times a week. I go to Bible class in the middle of the week. You know, I have my own Bible studies. I even show up on a cold back porch of a, of a woman in town, and I, I sit through a 40-minute lesson like some of you did last night, bundled up in blankets. By the way, I was inside the house very warm and asleep while you all were doing that. <laughs> I applaud you for your efforts, and you guys don't know what we're talking about. But that's, and you think, well, I do that. Well, I must be good enough. If I'm doing all these things, I must be good enough. But that's just an outgrowth of the person that you're called to be. At least we're not like others. If we're not careful, we say that. I don't drink. I go to worship. I have my own Bible classes. I, I do all these things, and yet it's an outgrowth. Rather, it's our humble heart. It's our humble faith that keeps us on our knees in prayer if we're wise people. And it helps us avoid that, that plane that's going to crash, the arrogance that we can have uh, towards other people. It can never simply be my actions, but always about his grace. Our true comparison really is with that child or those children. You know, the text tells us they were bringing them the babies. Babies have very little agency in this life. Babies are completely dependent. Babies have to be fed, babies have to be changed, babies have to be picked up, babies have to be patted on the back, on their little bottoms, babies have to be taken care of at all times. There are many babies in this world. Of course, the only perfect baby is my grandson. I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, he's just a wonderful little boy. And so he's got to be taken care of all the time. All of us have been babies. Some people, you'll find out as they get on in life, they will never get out of that crib. They'll expect somebody to feed them, change them, and pat them on the back. You can just expect that. Some people never get out of the crib. But Jesus compares real faith with, are, are you a child? Do you know that you have to be led? Are you aware that someone else takes care of you? And that person is the Lord, the Father, the Spirit. They take care of us. And so do you have a childlike faith, even as children? Are you Willingly helpless? Are you completely, completely reliant? For the kingdom of God, Jesus says, belongs to such as these. In our day-to-day -day lives, do we truly follow as his child? Do we truly seek him 
in prayer. Not being people who are arrogant or self-righteous, but people who truly trust in him. It's not a blind faith. We can look back an awfully long ways through human history, see how God keeps his promises. It's not a blind faith. His track record's clear. This has to do with humility, which is the basis for nearly every relationship, which brings something that we don't like, something that we need to show if we're really going to have that relationship with him or others, and that's a vulnerability. I've got to know that I'm dependent, and I'm dependent on him. For whoever, as Jesus taught, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a child will not enter it at all. Let's pray. We thank you, Father. We thank you that your son came to this earth. We're thankful that he taught as the master teacher. We're thankful that he gave us so many great lessons. We're thankful that we can reflect on just some of them this morning. We're thankful, Father, that each day is a gift from you, a gift of time that we can reflect back on his life and try to apply his teachings to our daily lives so that we can make a difference in this world to do good for you and for others, knowing that whatever we do is simply a reflection of the love that you show for us. We thank you, Father, for all these good things, for the opportunities we have this day to be a help and encouragement to one another. We thank you so much. and pray that you be with us this day. Help us do our very best as we seek to imitate your Son. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.